Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin Siege, joined this week by both my co-hosts, Cam, and the chairman, Stephen Vincent. And we are here to recap what happened with the WWE Draft and also look at uh, WWE Backlash taking place this Saturday in Puerto Rico, a seven-match show. So obviously, as always, when it comes to any pay-per-view, or I'm sorry, premium live event with WWE or pay-per-view with AEW, we will give our thoughts on the matches and uh, give a breakdown and give our picks on who we think is going to win. Uh, but as I said to start, let's go and talk about the uh, WWE draft taking place with the first pick, the first pick, Roman Reigns and Solo Sequoia going to SmackDown. So that means the new World Heavyweight title is going to end up on Raw with the winner being crowned uh, at the end of this month. It's May already at United Champions. So just going through kind of the main men that are drafted from raw to raw you've got obviously Cody Rhodes you've got Gunther uh Matt Riddle Drew McIntyre even though he may be hurt uh Nakamura's getting a bit of a push uh you've also got Seth Rollins over there now Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh Finn Balor from uh, uh Judgment Day I guess you want to throw maybe Kofi and Xavier Woods in there too as far as top guys um but Given that we now know the rosters here and we now know the Raw, the World Championship is going to Raw, I'll throw over to you, Chairman, first. Who do you think right now would you consider to be the favorite to be the first World Heavyweight Champion on Raw? Well, Raw is definitely stacked after the draft. Um, there's a lot of opinions I have on the draft as a whole, but um, I'll stay at the topic at hand at the moment here. I mean, looking at the top of the Raw roster here, I think it's down to either Cody Rhodes, obviously, uh, Seth freaking Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Shinsuke Nakamura, because this goes back to what you said, Justin. He's getting that recent push right now. I think those are probably the four favorites. And, I mean, I feel like Cody or Seth would probably be the odds-on favorite to win. It just depends if they want Cody to somehow win Money in the Bank and chase Roman because SmackDown's a barren wasteland over there right now as far as main eventers go after the draft. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd say it'd be Seth for Cody for sure. Yeah, those are obviously the two big ones uh, that stick out. I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to go out and say Finn Balor might get a shot too. I mean, there was some talk of uh, J.D. McDonough who just joined from NXT, joined Raw. He might be somebody joining that group. But I think Finn also obviously getting kind of a strong uh, push with just Judgment Day being front and center going into Backlash. Uh, he's somebody I think I wouldn't write off entirely. I mean, I guess it just depends on if you're the WWE. Do you want to go right to Cody or Seth as your champion or do you want to give it to somebody like a Finn Balor or a Nakamura and try to tell more to the story with Seth and Cody rather than giving them the world title right off the top? Uh, what about you, Cam? What do you think is going to be the odds-on favorite here to win the world title on Raw? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the smart money would say Cody versus Seth in a blood money country. Um, I mean, I would love if they went a completely different route and did have Cody and Seth kind of just fight with each other for a little bit and let Shinsuke or Finn, like you said, be a champion for a little bit. Hell, even do the double champion thing with Gunther. Um, I haven't heard his name rumbling around about being in the tournament, which I mean, kind of disappointed because I'd love to see him wrestle some of these guys, but at the same time, I don't want to see him take a loss. So uh, let him continue to focus on his historic intercontinental title reign now moving over to raw. But yeah, I mean, I assume it's going to be Seth and Cody. And then, I mean, it kind of almost feels like a demotion, not necessarily a I mean, I don't want to, like, disrespect Seth Rollins because I think he's deserved it, too. But if Cody wins this, it's kind of like a demotion. Like, you built it up. He doesn't beat Roman. Roman's, you know, talking through Paul Heyman, through 
telephone, so he sort of is appearing on Raw. I wonder if he gets the Raw appearance fee for uh, talking on the phone with Paul Heyman. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be Cody and, and Seth, and I could see, I mean, I would have Seth win it because Cody's beaten Seth three times. Seth has built himself, they've built him back up again, um, and you could have Seth do a little sketchy win. He's he's a tweener, he's a heel, but he's a babyface. It's kind of hard to determine Seth Rollins' character. Um, but I mean, I would go Seth just to have Cody chase him a little bit, just to make it more interesting than the other way around and go from there. Yeah, I'm with you as far as Cody. Like you said, it's not a demotion, but considering the story they had built up with him going into WrestleMania, it almost feel like for Cody, it would feel like a consolation prize. Whereas I don't think it would feel like that for anybody else in this group. And um, like I did, I did like the tease that Seth, you know, Seth basically going out there with Paul Heyman, like you said, Seth saying that, you know, he never got his one-on-one rematch with Roman after beating him by DQ at two Royal Rumbles ago. So, yeah, like you said, Seth's over with the crowd. His theme song is, you know, everybody sings it when he comes out. So he's, he would probably be the odds-on favorite, but for me, I would maybe throw a title Finn Balor or a Shinsuke Nakamura away just to kind of go a little bit different. Uh, so also at the draft, we had NXT call-ups. We had, just to look, go through the list here, uh, Albert Fire and Isla Dawn, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, going up to SmackDown. Indy Hartwell going to Raw, likely leading to a, a reunion of the way. You've got Apollo Crews going to uh, Raw. As I said, J.D. McDonough going to Raw. Zoe Stark going to Raw. Uh, you also had uh, Pretty Deadly, who were... <laughs> Written off by being thrown into the river on NXT by uh, Tony D'Angelo and his like, sidekick, but they're going to come back up to SmackDown. Uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter going to Raw. Cameron Grimes finally going to SmackDown. Grayson Waller going to SmackDown. Uh, Jinder, Senga, and Veer going to Raw, so Veer's coming back to Raw. And Odyssey Jones going to Raw there, too. Uh, so a lot to talk about um, as far as, you know, a lot of potential there. I guess I'll go back over to you, Chairman. First question, out of all those NXT call-ups that I just went through and ran down, is there one particular one you're most looking forward to uh, seeing on their main show? I wouldn't say there's anyone um, overly excited about. I mean, there are some people like Cameron Grimes, who was probably one of the few that was still around from the original Black and Gold era. So I'm happy to see him kind of get his opportunity I also think it's really ridiculous that they literally just had Indy Hartwell win the NXT Women's Championship and then vacate it. It's like, that's terrible writing. I'm sorry. Like, if you knew you are going to promote her, then you could have had someone else win. So just to do that was completely stupid and terrible. Um, but, I mean, they're definitely adding a lot of women. I don't know if they're going to try to enhance the women's tag division or give some fresh uh, competition for Bianca Belair because we all know she needs it, um, especially with the people that went over to SmackDown with her. But, you know, it's good to see some fresh faces for sure. And it'd be interesting to see who kind of gets either sent to NXT maybe or just outright released because, you know, that's going to happen because things are going to get a little crowded and there's only so many TV hours a week. I mean, a lot of these NXT call-ups, I kind of feel like are forgettable and I think they're going to get lost in the shuffle myself. But, you know, maybe Apollo Crews can bring back uh, his big giant bodyguard, whatever the hell his name is, I totally blank in here. But the biggest and most important thing of all this is Veer is coming again. <laughs> yes, that is 100% true. Um, like I said, I think J.D. McDonough, if they put him with um, with uh, Judgment Day, that might work. Uh, from what I've seen of Pretty Deadly's act and NXT, I think they're hilarious. So I think I'll be interested to see how their act translates over to uh, 
to, to SmackDown. I actually kind of thought a, a first few with New Day might work for them, but New Day moved over to Raw. Um, and I like, I'm a big Grayson Waller fan. Uh, I'm going to interested to see what he does on SmackDown. I'm kind of surprised they put him on SmackDown with LA Knight, considering they're kind of the same character as far as talking goes. But I guess they also don't want him on Raw because he's also, I like to consider him a more athletic, better wrestling version of The Miz too. So, I mean, I guess I'd rather him and LA Knight be on the same show than him and The Miz be on the same show. And I agree with you, Chairman, 100% about Indy Hartwell. I even said when she won the women's title, was at WrestleMania weekend, I said, they basically just had her keep losing losing and losing and then they just randomly gave her a win and it just didn't make sense and then yeah then just bringing her up to raw it doesn't make sense as far as you know why give her the title like you said especially if you know triple h has got his hands in all in creative and you know who knows how that goes nowadays but uh any nxt call-ups cam you're looking uh, forward to the most well i think uh indy hartwell and candace LeRae can be a nice tag team to go after um the tag team titles and kind of switch things that give some fresh blood to it. I mean, Candice Ray still does nothing for the WWE this entire time. She's been um, employed there. Um, I mean, I think Grayson Waller is really, really good. I think that he could do something spectacular. Um, you mentioned LA Knight I, real quick. I think it's hilarious that Kyrian cross got drafted before LA Knight did. They went technically in the same round, but it was kind of just funny to me to see Kyrian Cross's name show up for LA Knight. I'm like, okay, that would never happen. Um, but, I mean, I think that, like the chairman said, I think they're all kind of forgettable at the same time. We'll see what J.D. does if they do put him in the judgment day. I mean, five guys is kind of a lot. I mean, where does he really fit in? Does they, Because you got you basically have Finn and Damian Priest kind of exist, existing as a tag team. And then you have um, Dominic and, and, and Rhea doing their thing. So they kind of have, like, their own separate little groups within their group. So a fifth guy may be too much, but we'll see if they can make it work. But... I mean, NXT is kind of kind of bare, but I think they just need bodies and just some fresh guys, see who sticks, who doesn't, and if they get released, they get released. Um, NXT, it's not like they've been pounding out huge stars like the last three or four years. There have been a couple that we talked about a few weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's time for some of these guys to come up. Kevin Grimes, I hope he gets a little bit of shine, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and of course, then we got the poor undrafted free agents that nobody has signed yet, except Brock Lesnar because he negotiated in his contract. But your undrafted free agents, Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Omos, Von Wagner, and Zion Quinn. So those poor guys are in the UDFA pool, and maybe they'll get an invite to training camp from Raw or SmackDown to uh, – to get it signed, and then they get uh, imp- maybe they'll impress to get signed, but they're just hanging out there uh, for now. But um, overall, I know, Chairman, you said that you kind of think that SmackDown just kind of doesn't make sense, and I agree with you. I mean, you got two part-timers in Roman Reigns and Edge as your two of your main guys, and you also have Charlotte Flair over there, who is also, I mean, at this point, kind of a part-timer. She hasn't been around since WrestleMania. Um, so I don't really know who's going to be the main act on Raw. I mean, or SmackDown, you got, sure, the OC, um, you know, Bianca Belair will be your top woman, but Damage Control is following them. We're just going to go right back to that, too. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do, but I kind of figured, Chairman, you got the same same thoughts that I do. Oh, absolutely. I I had some opinions on Twitter earlier today, too, once I kind of looked at the rosters, you know, and I was like, wow, SmackDown really looks like a barren wasteland because, you know, Roman's obviously doing the part-time thing, and Raw's obviously got that new title coming in, so they moved a lot of main event caliber players to Raw. And SmackDown just, it's like, okay, Roman's going to be come and go, Edge is come and go. Like, 
they're probably going to have Roman Reigns hold the title to WrestleMania 40. Like, that's pretty much a safe bet at this point. Like, he's probably only going to have probably maybe like three, maybe more title reigns this year. Money in the Bank. Okay, they're in London or something. He'll probably fight Sheamus, beat him. And then SummerSlam, he'll probably be like AJ Styles. And then maybe he fights Lashley somewhere towards the end of the year because he's probably one of the few left main event caliber players. I mean, unless someone like LA Knight gets like a huge push. But I mean, like, you know, it, it, there's really no one over here on the SmackDown brand that really screams, you know, main event caliber players other than the few guys I named. You know, obviously the money in the bank comes into play. But then it's like, we don't know if the tag team champions, which are KO and Sammy, who are drafted to Raw, are going to be able to bounce back and forth. But it's just like you said, Justin, you know, Bianca went to SmackDown. But it's like, well, so did Damage Control. So did Asuka. So we're going to redo these programs again. I mean, there are some fresh faces over there from NXT. So maybe someone elevates up the card. But, you know, SmackDown is almost like unwatchable unless Roman Reigns is advertised. Like, it's that bad garbage ass theories over there so that's definitely not a reason why i don't need to watch it so I, my, my week just got a lot more cleaner i don't have to watch wrestling on fridays anymore with this way the smackdown layout looks i don't like it all raw is stacked though i love the work they did of raw but you think you'd want two shows to be good so that's kind of concerning it's also really weird to me that bianca has the really long raw women's title reign and now they're just gonna swap titles with Rhea. i mean Let's be real. They're both going to retain this weekend. I mean, so it's just it's just weird how they do that. I hate how they do that, but I don't know. I, I think WWE is in a mess. I think Vince's puppeting hands are back in there more than we want them to be. But I think SmackDown's in for a world of hurt. Oh, I mean, you're not, you say no more wrestling on Fridays, no Rampage watching? That you, I mean, I know you haven't watched Rampage in, like, ever. But <laughs> So that's what the, I don't free your Saturdays up for the new AEW show, I'm assuming. assuming. Uh, Cam, what are your overall thoughts here on the draft? I mean, I always think the draft is a little silly. They <clears throat> they kind of just flip-flop some guys, and they, they make some fresh matchups, you know, stuff they could do with Gunther on Raw and Imperium. You know, they could do some fresh stuff. And the same thing, Austin Theory can have some new opponents <clears throat> on SmackDown. But, I mean, the drafts, I mean, I... I like the idea of the draft, but they just need to do it differently. Like this isn't the NFL. Like you're not bringing up mostly you're not bringing up brand new guys like they do. You know, if it was an all NXT draft or something, but just do something just every once in a while, come up with something better than just like, Hey, we're moving the intercontinental champion to SmackDown and we're moving the U S champion to raw or whatever you want to do to freshen things up, you know, come up with something better than these weird little drafts that they do. And it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, RVD has his card flipped upside down, like a little stoner moment. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. You get excited, but then it's it's mostly a letdown. But like I said, there is some. Like I said, there is a couple of things with Gunther and Austin Theory. So them switching, I think, was was gonna happen. I think that we kind of predicted that. <clears throat> and excuse me. And you know, other than that, it's 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 kind of just whatever. Like Chairman said, SmackDown is gonna be kind of dying. We'll see if LA Knight gets elevated. We'll see what they want to do without Roman being there most of the time. So Sokoa probably takes the main event spot. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'm interested to see who takes the top face spot over there on SmackDown now with, like we said, Sammy and KO officially on Raw. Uh, you know, Drew McIntyre over on Raw. I mean, does it go to Bobby Lashley? Uh, does it go to, I mean, like I said, Edge isn't really around full-time in order to do it. So I don't think it goes to somebody like Edge. Um, it'll be interesting to see who ends up taking that. Does LA Knight take it? I mean, we all know we're an LA Knight podcast now. Is he somebody that steps up to take it? Who knows? 
But we'll see. And these rosters go into effect this coming Monday after backlash taking place this Saturday from Puerto Rico. We got SmackDown in Puerto Rico on Friday. We got um, backlash in Puerto Rico on Saturday. And, you know, this, these kind of things, you know, I got to give Nick Cron credit. Um, he's, you know, these smart ideas he's doing, having these kind of pre- premium live events all over, you know, Puerto Rico, you got Money in the Bank in London, uh, you know, Ford Field at Detroit for SummerSlam, doing these big shows in different places like this, I think is a smart thing for them to do. And I'm sure it'll be a hot, hyped crowd for Puerto Rico going into Backlash. I think, I mean, I know they had a Elimination Chamber pay-per-view at one point. That might have been the last pay-per-view they had. I'm sure WWE has toured there since then, but I don't know if there's, I don't think it's been on TV or anything at all. So I'm sure the crowd will be uh, hyped up for it. Um, as I said, we got seven matches here to talk about. I guess just before we get into the individual matches themselves, Chairman, your thoughts on this show as a whole? I'm not really overly interested, unfortunately. I think it's just lack of championship matches that I'm interested in. I feel like a lot of this card is predictable. I'm not saying that's going to happen that way. And I absolutely hate Bad Bunny. So he's a very high focal point of this event. So that's a turnoff for me. Yeah, Bad Bunny's won me over with his, you know, actually being a celebrity that wants me wants to go out there. He's a, obviously a big wrestling fan. Um, so he's won me over. So I'm not as down as him as on him as you are. Uh, but like you said, yeah, it's, you know, I think wrestling-wise, it'll be fine. I unfortunately won't be able to watch it live. Um, but that six-man should be a good match. Uh, you know, depending on what happens with Cody Brock, that should be good. Um, you know, Bianca EO technically should be a good match with EO involved. But, I mean, it's definitely, like you said, it's not go out of your way and watch it, like, right away. But I think there could be a couple of good matches. Like, I think it could be a very solid B show, but not like a standout all time great B show. Uh, what about you, Cam? I mean, they're, they're, they're building it up to decently, you know, typically a backlash, you know, years past would just be WrestleMania repeat matches and nothing of real substance, but you know, we get Cody and Brock, which is really interesting. Um, Damian priest gets a <clears throat> pretty much gets a main or a co-main event spot. You know, he's facing bad bunny one-on-one. He's going to obviously probably gonna lose the match, but he's getting some nice placement. I mean, I think it's 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 a better than old backlashes or, you know, WrestleMania backlash or whatever the hell it's called. Um, it's better than, you know, stuff we've seen before. And, you know, there are a few good matches that we're looking forward to. I mean, it, it's a B pay-per-view and it's going to, you know, bring in some numbers for WWE doing a big time pay-per-view over there. It doesn't help that they have like the biggest freaking Puerto Rican celebrity ever um, as part of the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's one of those things where they're, Triple H is putting a better show on them what Vince probably would have after WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, I agree there. This would have been rematch, back, uh, WrestleMania, Backlash, City, you know, like you said, yeah. Pretty much every rematch known to man taking place would have taken place on this show had, uh, had it happened. All right, let's get into this card, break it down, and give our thoughts. Let's start with uh, SmackDown Women's title, Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. Um, I mean, I think this is pretty much a lock city. Yeah, sure. Zelina is, you know, a Puerto Rican descent. She's excited to fight there in Puerto Rico. Um, but I mean, 
Rhea's not Rhea's reign is not ending uh, to Zelina Vega in her first big PLE title defense. Um, you know, I'll give Zelina credit; she's been doing okay in like the build up to this match. Uh, I would have liked to see her get a few more actual wins in the women's division before actually getting this one on one match, and it making sense other than her fighting for the title because it's in Puerto Rico. But I mean, you know, Lock City for me. If I'm picking a lock of the night here, I think this is Rhea uh, taking this one. Uh, what about you, Chairman? Yeah, this is definitely one of the few locking keys in this event. You know, I'm happy that Zelina gets the opportunity to perform in her home country. And, you know, if, if anyone's going to be the opponent for Rhea here, you know, Zelina's a good choice. It's someone that hasn't had too many big match opportunities. You know, this is a good way for Rhea to extend her reign. And obviously, Judgment Day and LWO kind of have some, you know, ongoing, you know, beef going. So. It's good to put these two in this spot. I don't have a problem with it. The match should probably be decent, but Rhea's definitely not losing. Yeah, they don't let Zelina wrestle a lot, but, you know, she's, you know, small, five foot, but she's decent for her size, and she's, you know, got a little bit of lucha in her, and I'm sure that'll show in this match. Uh, but, Cam, you a three for three here, I'm assuming? Yeah, I mean, I'm, ha- I'm happy Selena Vega's getting, <clears throat> excuse me, getting, um, you know, some, some showmanship on the show and things like that. She gets to be on the car, so I'm happy for her. But, yeah, I mean, Rhea's going to have, I think, an extended run until they really have something of substance. But, like I said before, <clears throat> Mania, her having the title and kind of, to me, kind of being the quote-unquote leader of, of Judgment Day, even though it kind of looks like it's Damian Priest, um, I think just makes the optics a lot better, too. Yeah, and let's just get the other women's match here going here, too. The Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair against Io Sky. Um, I wonder if they'll do some kind of... Um belt swap again like they did the last time with Becky and Charlotte and hopefully you know, nobody goes into the business for themselves like Charlotte did during the belt swap and dropping the title to make Becky look bad but um, you know again you know EO you know it's good that EO is getting this match but again it's just Bianca going through damage control and they're all going over to Smackdown now so I don't know what the idea is there but um, I'll let you chairman go here first who do you got yeah, they're all touring back to SmackDown with the Raw title. So weird. But I would have been almost thinking EO would have had a chance if she would have stayed on Raw because, you know, the whole belt swap thing is just stupid. I hate the whole idea of it, and it's probably going to happen. So with that being said, you know, Bianca's got a lengthy reign, and, you know, they, they want to have that Bianca-Rhea interaction because they want to tease that match that we all want so freaking badly, and we might have to wait to probably WrestleMania 40 to get there. But for the fact that these two are going to have that encounter to trade the belts, however they're going to do it, that means Bianca has to remain the champion. So I think she will win, of course. And then damage control, I feel like they got to break up at some point here. I feel like you know SmackDown just needs to separate those three. I don't know how they want to do it, but, you know, Something's going to go wrong here, and you know, I think EO or Dakota are going to turn on Bailey at some point. I don't know. That's my guess. Yeah, they've been teasing it for a while. Um, you know, there was the when they got EO the title shot, I think it was Bailey was trying to get it originally, or, B- or Bailey was trying to get a spot in a match to earn a title shot, but then they, uh, she got EO to do it. But yeah, they definitely have been sowing the seeds of dissension there for a while. Uh, who are you going with, Cam? Again, I'm happy that, you know, EO's getting a shot at this. You know, it's different women inter- intermixing some other women. I'm going to assume Bianca wins the match, and then we'll have some sort of post-match, like Bailey's all pissed off at EO and, like, says, you know, I could have, I would have won the match. Or even they do it on on um, 
I can't remember what show they're on now. Smackdown. They're on Smackdown the next week. Um, and then they can, you know, break up then. But I assume at some point they will break up and Bianca's going to win here. But I think at some point, I mean, Bianca's had a good run and I think she's kind of staled out a little bit though. So maybe some fresh blood. But I mean, if I was a betting man like I am, I would sprinkle a little bit of money on EO walking away with that title. Yeah, it's definitely something that crossed my mind. Like you said, the fact that, you know, you could just do a total thing where EO wins the title and EO starts thinking she's like the the head of damage control and Bailey gets jealous and Bailey attacks EO. And then you got poor Dakota Kai there in, in the middle, you know, trying to figure out what to do and whose side to take. But I don't think they'll go that route. I think they'll have Bianca retain. Like Sharon said, they want that. They want us to think about that Bianca Rhea match that we likely won't get probably until WrestleMania 40, unfortunately, if uh, if even then. But that's what they'll probably end up going with. So I'll pick Bianca to retain here. Um, I do think it'll probably end up being a pretty good match. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching it when I do. Um, but yeah, I think I think they'll plant the seeds for damage control, breaking up with like, maybe some botched Bailey interference, and that rather than EO winning the title. Um, let's go over to the random match thrown together that nobody really knows why still it's thrown together, which is Seth Rollins against Omos. Um, I don't know what's going on with this match. I don't know what the point is other than maybe to get Seth or Omos on the card, but I'm, yeah, I'm kind of lost here. Um, uh, let you start here. Cam first, uh, who are you going with? Yeah. Like the most random match. This, this has been, it's like, no, you need to get Omos on the card. He can work with Seth and Seth will make him look good and bump for him. I mean, and then Seth will win the match. And I don't really know. I mean, I hope it for, for Seth's, that's sake that Omos can kind of do something in the ring, but we'll, we've seen what he can do and it's very random and it's weird. And it's like, almost like, like you said, thrown together. Cause like Seth's kind of talked about Omos, but they haven't really had any like real interaction with each other. And Seth seems more focused on becoming the first, which is weird to say the first world champions like, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's a weird match. Seth, Seth, I, should win this match and then he can focus on you know Cody and everyone else for the title for the title yeah I feel like this is a match even if you were to throw it and like put together random matches in a Smackdown or WWE 2k or Smackdown versus Raw game I was gonna say Smackdown versus Raw because that's the last WWE game I think I played um you would try to throw this match together like a hundred times and it still wouldn't pop out in a random generator but yet it somehow pops out here in a WWE pay-per-view or I'm sorry premium live event uh yeah I'm gonna go with Seth here too I mean you know Omos is the free agent maybe maybe this is like I said Omos is undrafted free agent time to shine here maybe a good performance and maybe a a USA Network or Fox executive season. They want to sign Omos to their brand. Uh, but, I mean, assuming Seth is going to be built up for the world title, it, it would make zero sense here for uh, Seth to take a loss. I almost may even see a disqualification here, nothing clean. But I'm going with Seth to win this match. Uh, Chairman, you going to make it three for three, picking your boy? I have to, especially since Omos Jones didn't even get drafted. Like, What's that tell you? You got this guy in a premier live event. Like, you could have had Seth Rollins at least wrestle The Miz or something. Or instead of doing the Usos with Solo, they could have just took Solo out of that match and had Seth for Solo, which we had as the Monday Night Main event. They could have built it here, like, the last few weeks and did it here as the backlash. I think Seth and Solo would have been a lot better choice for a premier live event match than Osmosis Jones. It'll be forgettable. It's almost like Seth Rollins had to go backstage and Vince, like, pal, put your hand in the... Uh, Royal Rumble thing and draw the name and oh, you're going to face Owens Jones. Oh, it's like, like, 
What the hell, man? This is stupid. He, there's so many. I mean, like I said, there's so many other free agents. You had Dolph. It should have been Dolph Ziggler. It should have been him. That's who it should have been. Um, like I said, Mustafa Ali. You know, fuck. Give me, uh, give me a Shelton Benjamin, Seth Rollins for ten minutes. I'm sure that would be better. Uh, let's go over now to the U.S. title match, triple threat, Austin Theory defending against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. So, if you go by a process of elimination, I believe Bronson Reed is still on Raw. So, Bronson Reed is on, Bronson Reed's on Raw, so it wouldn't make any sense for him to win and have the U.S. and Intercontinental title on Raw. So, that leads you to Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley who are both on SmackDown. Obviously, Theory and Lashley have a little bit of a history. So it goes to now here, is Theory going to be your face of the brand and you're going to have him be the guy to you know hold the U.S. title and keep this reign going? Or do you want to maybe give the title to Lashley and have Lashley kind of be your top face and build up a Lashley-Roman Reigns match somewhere again down the line? So... Those are kind of your two options there. Like I said, I don't think, uh, unfortunately, I think Bronson, if you put add Bronson Reed to the mix, uh, Lashley and Theory, or Lashley and Theory's chances of winning drastically go up rather than down, like Scott Steiner would say. Um, so it's really, I think, almost kind of a toss-up. I mean, I honestly could see a title change here, especially, you know, your first premium live event in Puerto Rico. Yes, give them something big. Um you know, I just kind of talked myself into that. I'll go ahead and say Lashley ends up winning the United States Championship here. Uh, takes down Theory. I could see, easily see Theory being a money in the bank guy. Uh, again, maybe not winning this time, but him being like, you know, wanting it back. And obviously, you know, him doing a stupid thing and cashing in for the U.S. title last year, which was just dumb. But I'll go ahead and give Puerto Rico a title change, and I'll say Lashley ends up winning the U.S. title here. Um, uh, Chairman, who are you going with? Yeah, it's kind of stupid that you have Bronson Reed in this match when he has absolutely zero chance of winning unless they really want to throw a massive curveball. And they could easily just say, well, Bronson Reed, you're going to SmackDown, which would be cool because they need some help. But they are not going to think that way. They are enamored of their boy Theory and his stupid duck lips. And I hate him, and I don't want to pick him, but I'm going to pick him because I just don't see Lashley winning because he's already been the U.S. champion how many times. And he's probably got bigger things on the mind. Go win money in the bank. Go beat Roman Reigns. Do something else. He's kind of out of that U.S. title scene. You know, this goes back to what you guys said before, you know, Duckface goes over to uh, the new brand, new opponents. Um, I don't know, maybe LA Knight will beat him for the U.S. title. That'd be freaking cool. Let's do that. So, Douchebag can win. All right, Cam, who are you going with? Uh, I mean, I have a, a wild hair in my asshole. I think Theory's going to win this match, but I think <clears throat> that maybe Money in the Bank, maybe SummerSlam, let's we'll see how long it, it far out but i feel like la Knight's going to be your next u.s champion i mean theory's run his course um at some point it's gonna we're gonna get to like a make or break situation where you're either gonna need to move this guy up the card or do something with him so at some point i mean theory maybe gets a world title match or gets a undisputed championship match against roman reigns i don't really know but i have i think theory wins this match but i think that the guy that's going to dethrone him is going to be la Knight, and it's going to happen at either money in the bank or SummerSlam. Yep, as I said, the the LA Night Train is officially left the hot tag, the PW Mania hot tag podcast station, and we are all aboard it. So uh, jump on while you can here, folks. Uh, let's go to let's do the six man tag here, where we got um, Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn against Solo Sequoia and the Usos. They've been 
teasing tension here uh, pretty strongly between the Usos and Solo and Roman on their side of things. I mean, it was, you know, they were drafted. Roman and uh, Solo and Paul Heyman were drafted together and Usos weren't with them. So there's definitely some tease attention here with them and the bloodline. Um, I guess it's a way to keep things interesting with Roman not around on TV for the foreseeable future. He's being advertised for Money in the Bank. I don't know if he's advertised for the Night of Champions Saudi show. I would assume he probably is. I'm sure Mr. Crown Prince would want that. Um, so there's tension going in here for the bloodline going into this match. Meanwhile, KO and Sammy retain the tag titles on SmackDown. So they have a momentum on their side. So I'll go over to you, Chairman, first here. Who are you going with in this one? I'm kind of hoping this is kind of like the last of this because it's starting to get a little bit on the stale side and it's a good thing that they're on separate brands. But like I said before, they're tag champions of both brands. So I feel like they're going to have to go over to SmackDown occasionally. Um, but with that being said, I definitely think the team of Sammy, KO and Riddle win. I mean, there's some dissension with the Usos and Paulie and, I don't know. I don't know what Solo's opinion is. He doesn't speak, so he just grunts. But you know, I think Paulie Heyman's almost like trying to divide the wedge between the Tribal Chief and the Usos for some weird reason. I don't know. It, there's there's some layers to this story here, and I think that's kind of maybe the SmackDown main story is the Usos and Paul Heyman's dissension because there ain't much else going on over there. And then Ko and Sammy. I mean. I don't know what tag teams are left on Raw. I mean, I'm sure they can find somebody. I think the Alpha Academy or the Imperium Goon Squad or the Viking Raiders again for the 12th time or Judgment Day, New Day, Every Day. I mean, I don't know. That tag division needs some freaking serious help. But for now, with Riddle, which I really don't know much. Riddle's kind of lost his momentum, I feel like, since he came back. There's really nothing to the guy, in my opinion. But yeah, him and uh, K.O. Sammy, cool if they win. Yeah, there was something about the Riddle and Randy Orton dynamic that just worked with them, and they really helped both those guys, and I hope Randy Orton's able to come back at some point. Who knows? You know, he's got his back injury, but yeah, that Riddle-KO diet, Riddle-Randy Riddle, Orton dynamic really worked, and yeah, kind of since he's come back, just kind of on his own, it's just kind of like, yeah, he's good and all, but something's definitely missing. Uh, who are you going with, Cam? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is the end for KO, Sammy, and Riddle versus the Usos for a little bit. I mean, they're going to keep KO and Sammy off SmackDown, I assume, for at least a few weeks. Maybe have them bounce back and forth. But they could easily put them with Imperium or Street Profits or anybody um, for the time being. But yeah, I think this is kind of, you know, this is it. This is kind of like the last C'est La Vie. Like I said, this is the last uh, match between them for a little bit. And then they can continue the the bloodline dissension until at some point they break. And maybe it is going to be Jay Uso. All we know is Jay Uso could be the next undisputed champion at some point. Who knows? Um, but it is what it is. But I think that this is going to be a, a really good match. Something, you know, we look forward to, like I said, the three match, three big matches um, and KO, Sammy and Riddler are going to win. Yeah, I'll make it three for three. I had to break us up a little bit there with the Lashley pick, but I'll make it three for three on this one too. There's too much, there's so much dissension going on. You can tease it with, okay, there's so much going on that, um, I think they might have even said that Roman's coming back this coming Friday on SmackDown. Not, not, I'm sorry, not tomorrow Friday as in Puerto Rico, but I feel like they said he was coming back 
the next week on SmackDown. So, you know, you can have it be it here where they lose and Roman comes back to quote unquote address the bloodline to figure out what's going on and have the tension with uh, with Usos and Solo and then go from there and try to keep the story going. So I think a win by the faces will obviously help that. Uh, let's do Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. Like I said, I'm I'm fine with this. It's a B pay-per-view. I'm fine with this happening. It's, you know, a big, you know, it's a good thing for Damian Priest to get this kind of match. So that's good. Um, Cam, who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, if anything, like I said, it is a B show. It's kind of typical or, you know, easy to pick, like, you know, who's going to win most of these matches. But again, you know, just like EO, um, just like Selena Vega and the game of Damian Priest getting like, you know, a one-on-one marquee matchup, show what they can do. I think that they're both um, they're both very capable, or all three of them are, but I think Damian's going to have a good match. Bad Bunny's going to win, which is what it is, assuming the LWO is going to get involved. So there's going to be shenanigans the entire time. It's not like Damian's going to be taking a clean you know, pinfall victory to a freaking Grammy Award-winning singer, um, but it's going to be shenanigans, and it'll be fun. And then I'm just really surprised they didn't stay with the tag team. Like, you know, I read something about WWE – you know, really believes in Bad Bunny's ability to have a one-on-one match, which is fine. Yeah, I agree. I think he's been probably one of the better celebrities, him and Logan Paul, who have come in in the last, you know, 10, 15 years and really done something good and made it look believable and all this stuff. But I'm really surprised they didn't stick with him and Ray versus um, Damian and Dominic. I think that would have been a better match for everyone involved because it gets Ray and Dominic still involved. And it also kind of protects Bad Bunny. So he doesn't have to be in there the whole time. You know, he still is very green in my opinion Damien's obviously a 15 20 year veteran so he'll protect the shit out of the guy but it's just one of those things where um i would have preferred the tag team match you still get the bad bunny pop and judgment day gets more of a presence on the show but like i said there'll be shenanigans and everything will be everyone will be involved yeah, there's no reason they really couldn't have just done a tag. I said a tornado tag street fight. You know, like you said keeping Rey Mysterio, keeping Dominic involved. Um, you know, you could have done. I mean, hell, you could have done a six man. You could have had Finn Balor in there. You could have had Santos Escobar in there too. No reason you couldn't have done uh, all of that. Um, I'm also going with Bad Bunny to win. Um, like I said, you know, Damian takes the loss. You know, I'm sure he's fine with it. You know, he'll. I'm sure he'll get rewarded. Uh, maybe he's in Money in the Bank. Maybe he gets put in the Money in the Bank match. Who knows? But. Uh, I'll go ahead and take Bad Bunny uh, winning this one here. Uh, who are you going with, Chairman? Yeah, I'm really surprised they actually went with the one-on-one match. I mean, sure they got the stipulation, but like you know, I kind of figured it'd be you know, you guys said you know, Ray and Don would be kind of in this match, or if you want to get really crazy, put you know, Santos and Finn. But you know, I am not going to take Bad Bunny because I already had to pick one person I hate tonight, so I'm not picking a second one. I'm picking Damian Priest to win because of the stipulation. That means you're going to have Finn, you're going to have Dom, you have the whole W out there, but you're going to have the difference maker possibly. And if she has a match of her own, but Mommy might get involved and she might whoop Benito's ass and, you know, send him packing. Like, what's, what's a win going to do for Bad Bunny? Get a cheap pop? It's, it's nothing long term. Damian Priest gets this win, though. That's huge. He gets all the accolades and all the talk of the town and, you know, Judgment Day is a faction. gets a stock up boost. Like, they're already flying up, but it's just giving him a bigger boost, you know? But, uh, Maybe at SummerSlam, you know, we can have Bad Bunny come back and wrestle Logan Paul. We can have a celebrity championship belt. That would be freaking getting all moist in the loins for Vince. 
No, uh, Mike Tyson wants to fight Logan Paul, so you can have Mike Tyson come back and fight. Yeah, just do a celebrity tournament. Have Mike Tyson come back and fight uh, Logan Paul uh, there in your final match. That's what you can end up doing. Um, that leads us to, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming this will be the main event, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, it's just pretty much been pull-apart brawl after pull-apart brawl with these guys. Um, you know, security out there uh, trying to stop Brock Lesnar and Brock telling him, you need more security, and more security comes out, and Cody ends up attacking Brock from behind. Um, I mean, you know, it's fine if they want to do it this way, you know, with pull-apart brawls. Those work with Brock. The crowd likes them with Brock. You know, not, if the crowd doesn't like it, if the crowd wasn't liking that, I would say one thing, but it's something the crowd enjoys. Did maybe do it a little too much, sure, but... I'm going to be really interested to see the dynamic of this match. Um, you know, is Cody just going to take suplex after suplex from Brock? And, I, you know, this one's, I think, at least for me, the toughest match to pick for the night. Um, you know, does Cody go on a mini wrestling, like losing streak after WrestleMania? Kind of like what I believe John Cena did after he lost to The Rock the first time, where he lost the next month to Brock Lesnar. And then I think he actually ended up losing to John and Laurinaitis in a match the next pay-per-view. So, I mean, I don't think Cody's going to go out there losing to Adam Pierce, but maybe that's something where Cody starts taking a couple L's after his victory, after victory, after victory. But again, like, like almost like I agree, kind of agree with Chairman, like what does a win do for Bad Bunny? What does a win do for um, Brock Lesnar here if he's, I mean, presumably going to take some time off after this? I don't know. I can't imagine him missing the uh, the Blood Money show because that's a big payout for Brock Lesnar. We all know Brock Lesnar is loves the money of this so he could maybe come back for that show too um so it's a real toss-up i think i'm gonna go with cody uh you know brock got a win at mania so it's not like he's still taking l after l so he's got a win in there i'm gonna go ahead and give cody the win and say cody you know it gets it takes it into the world title match i mean hell we even we neglected to even talk about the idea of maybe brock lesnar winning that world heavyweight title but he can put it into a tournament and maybe a win here for him would do that but uh, i'm gonna go ahead and go with cody winning this match here and moving him into the world title tournament for with a win um who are you going with chairman yeah that's definitely probably one of the tougher matches in the car to pick because which way do they want to go like, do they want to have Cody just keep losing and to the point where he's, like, completely demoralized? Or is this going to be the win, the first win on the road to redemption? And roads to redemption. Oh, my God. What a terrible pun. But, um, yeah, I mean, Brock, who knows when the next thing he'll show up. Whereas Cody, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if Cody does lose, he's almost a lock for money in the bank then because – Per Vince, you have to lose a ton before you win money in the bank. And then when you have the briefcase, you have to lose a ton until you redeem it. It's so stupid. But I think Cody's going to win here. I think Brock doesn't really give a shit about wins and losses at this point in his career. You know, he's just like the Undertaker dark cowboy gimmick now. Really interesting. But, uh, you know, he's reinventing himself like Chris Jericho. So good for him. But I just hope this feud doesn't last six months. I hope it's a one and done. You know, Cody gets the win. And then on to... You know, I guess uh, Night of Champions to possibly win the championship. All right, who are you going with, Cam? I mean, I said a week or so after WrestleMania when they sort of announced this match that if Cody loses this, he's dead on arrival. I don't care about Money in the Bank anymore. I mean, you have the guy come back. He loses the match at Mania. Kind of looks like a little bitch the night after saying, I almost had you, pal. I almost had you. 
Um, and then now gets beat down by Brock Lesnar, you know, beats up security guards and local indie wrestlers the last few weeks. But I mean, Cody needs this win. It gives him a big win. It gives him some legs to stand on as he goes into this tournament. Um, did they ever say if there was going to be SmackDown guys on these tournaments? I get it's the the brand split and all that stuff, but is it only going to be Raw based? For I tournament? swore I heard somebody at one point during one of the shows say Raw and SmackDown superstars. It might have been Triple H, but I'm not like hundred a hundred percent on that. Yes, yeah, that's what I thought. Corey Graves or uh, what's his name said on Raw the other night, but I'm not a hundred. I'm not sure on that either. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think bottom line, Cody needs this win, and he needs to. However it's going to be, you know, even if he has to use a chair or whatever to take down the beast, he needs to get this win regardless of how it's done. All right. So we won't see much change in our uh, year long standings here, considering most of us pick the same people throughout. But um, so right now we're going into backlash. Chairman and Cam are at 21 and 10 and I am at 20 and 11. So it'll still be relatively close uh, after this show. And we will be back next week to talk about the follow-up, the results of Backlash and anything after. And we'll probably dive back into AEW as well uh, next week. So for my co-host Cam and the chairman Stephen Vincent, I am Justin C. signing off and we will talk to you guys then.